Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to episode eight of my podcast, But First Pivot. Today, I'm going to go over four things our most successful clients have in common. So it only seemed appropriate to bring in one of my most successful clients, Katie Edwards. Katie, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, happy to be here. We're going to not waste any time. We're going to dive right in because there's lots to talk about. We're going to start right away with number one out of the four things our most successful clients have in common. And number one is they trust the process. Katie, when we had our first session 10 months ago in December 2021, I painted you a picture of what needed to happen for you to achieve your health and your body composition goals. Can you share what your initial thoughts were when I told you, Katie, this is the game plan? Yeah, it was different than anything else that I'd ever tried before, but I'd followed you for a long time. So everything you said was what you've always said on your Instagram pages and everything before. And so I kind of knew that's what you were going to say, but it wasn't (laughs) what I was thinking. Yeah, because you you came in and you, like most of our clients, wanted to improve your body composition. Of course, health is always a huge part of that. But you came in at 1,400 calories, which now, how how little does that seem? That sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. Uh, so you came in at 1,400 calories, and this this is very common. People come to me, and they're like, hey, Danny, I want to improve my body composition. I want to lose body fat. I want to look more athletic. And oftentimes, I tell them, okay, we need to eat more. Right, Katie? That's what I said. Absolutely. I'm going to need you to eat more. And for a hot minute, that may have seemed counterproductive. Yeah. Um, but starting s- slowly, too, really helped with that. And I had the benefit of you and another friend kind of going through everything at the same time or had already started it. So I just kind of had that, okay, I'm just going to trust Danny. She knows what she's talking about and see where this kind of journey goes. Trust is huge. So you came in at 1,400 calories, and I said, we need to eat more. You mentioned slow and steady. So we did a reverse diet. We started right away in December because, hey, the holidays are right around the corner. And I said, let's eat more. And you were like, what good timing. Perfect. Um, So we reverse dieted from December until May. Yeah. So this took a long time. Yeah, it was slow and steady, but it was great. I didn't see... A lot of weight gain with it. I actually ended up losing weight with this, which was kind of unusual. Um, but it was my body definitely could be was telling me you need this food. Right. And I have to say that this is a non-typical scenario for a reverse diet. When people go through a reverse diet, which is slowly increasing calories over time, most people maintain their weight or gain weight. When I did my reverse diet earlier this year, I gained six pounds. But some people, I've had a handful of clients over the last year and a half where they lost weight. So you lost 
almost 10 pounds doing your reverse diet. So I don't want people to think if I reverse diet, I'm going to lose weight. That's not typical, but it can happen. And it's a sign that the body was undernourished. 1,400 calories for an active adult is not enough. So if you're listening and you're eating 1,200 calories and you're stuck and you're hungry, reverse diet is the answer. Eat more. (laughs) Exactly. And you had some other reverse diet wins, not only the weight loss, but can you share other wins during this reverse diet experience? Yeah, like I said, my body totally was saying, you need this food. I was dealing with a hip injury. Um, I still am, but after my reverse, after eating (laughs) when I was in maintenance, I had absolutely no pain in my hip, which hadn't happened for a very long time, um, which was one of the most shocking. um, (laughs) A magical win. It was like the most magical win. I'm like, I didn't even realize that could be possible. Um, But yeah, my strength even in doing any of my exercises, I could just feel the energy I had and the just endurance I had was so much improved with eating more. It was a total food equals fuel situation. Absolutely. Where your body was underfueled, undernourished, not intentionally, really. And that's the thing. Sometimes we undereat unintentionally. Sometimes it's intentional. We're we're trying to improve our body composition, but it's it's not always something we're doing on purpose. And that's why the first phase of our program is awareness. That that's where we find out where we're at. And that's where I'm able to paint this picture of the future, right? You came in at 1400. I'm like, okay, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to reverse you up to maintenance calories. Then you're going to hang out there for a while. You're going to live your best life. And then we're going to go into a fat loss phase. And this takes longer than people think. And it really requires trusting the process because if you didn't trust the process, you probably still wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. Even thinking about it, it still doesn't feel like 10 months, like it doesn't feel that long, where if I was on a diet before tracking my food for a month, that would have felt like forever. And I, it's just everything is so much easier. Everything coming on slowly, like one habit at a time, really conquering those. It's like second nature now just to do these things. It's not huge life changes. Just small things one week at a time. And then, bam, here we are 10 months later. We're still in it. We're still in it. And we're going to talk about that next because number two. So, again, today's topic is four things our most successful clients have in common. Number two, they are patient. (laughs) Mm, Patience is probably the hardest thing for people to accept or for people to do. This goes hand in hand with trusting the process because sustainable results take time. But people are used to instant gratification now more than ever. People are used to fast results. But the problem is fast doesn't last. When we get results very quickly, it's often because we're restricting or we're super intense. Maybe we go from 2,500 calories to 1,500 overnight, or we do all the cardio every single day. This sounds exhausting, first of all. It's also unsustainable, which is why fad diets have a 5% success rate long term, which is terrible. Now, Katie, when you applied for one-on-one coaching, I asked you, how many years have you been trying to achieve your goals? Can you answer that for us? I mean, I answered seven years. That's how long um, since I was post-pregnant. I had my daughter and just really needed to get myself back 
on track. Things had gotten really bad over the years with working, you know, weird shifts and eating terrible food at like night shifts and um, just not moving as much as I should have. So I really wanted to get back on track after I had my daughter. Um, So seven years, I mean, obviously my whole life, you know, it's like every woman I feel like has issues with food and diets, but the last seven years has really been a focus for me. Yeah. And we've been working together for 10 months and my guesstimate is that we will probably cross the finish line. You will officially graduate probably next summer. So one and a half years. And even though some people are listening are like, oh, my gosh, one and a half years. That's so long. That's crazy. And it might seem like a long time, but it's a lot shorter than seven years. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like I said, it feels like it hasn't even been 10 months. So it's not like I feel like it's been a hard um, grind. It hasn't been yeah. this 10-month intense grind. No, no it's, I've just been living my life and just everything's been going really great. But starting this journey, I was like, okay, we'll do the six months. Okay, great. If we do this six months, we were increasing my calories we were, for like six you were months. Eating, yeah, six months in. <laughs> You were eating 2,300 calories. Yeah, I wasn't even like anywhere near. And I knew I wanted to have a good, you know, calorie budget for when I did cut. So I think that gave me a lot of motivation. Which is trusting the process, right? The point here is, is that doing it the right way is the shortcut. Mm -hmm. When people rush fat loss or going into a deficit, We kind of don't get anywhere. We actually, it takes longer because we have to keep starting over. And, you know, you came in at 1400 and you're like, Danny, I want to not only improve my health and feel better, but I want to lose body fat and be leaner. And I'm like, well, we can't go into a calorie deficit with 1400. That's not enough budget in the bank. If we were to start at 1400, you would have had to eat. 1100 calories to lose body fat and that's not a thing we never want our women under 1500 and the higher the better yeah and like I know I've tracked food in the past and like you've said before like I punched it into just my fitness pal or whatever and yeah like 1200 calories was my deficit which is thinking back now just a crazy like it's silly there's no because your first deficit was 2100 calories (laughs) yeah (laughs) much more pleasant right and (laughs) and that's always our goal is to give people as much food as possible while seeing results not only because more food is better because it's delicious and starving sucks but because it's also helpful for sustainability purposes the body doesn't want to be at 1200 calories that's a stressor to the body and as you know from the last few weeks once we cut a second time biofeedback starts to go down like performance and energy and sleep so the more calories the better yeah. and again one and a half years might seem so long to people listening like oh my gosh danny i just want results now i understand but For people who start with a very low calorie budget, the only way is up. We got to We got to go up before we go down. We got to climb the mountain is my new analogy. We climb the mountain. Once you climb a mountain, you don't just run back down. You hang out up there. You enjoy the view. You take some selfies. You eat a sandwich. 
maybe a rice cake, right? And then you go back down. So that's that's how I would describe a reverse diet. Climb the mountain, hang out up there for a bit, enjoy the view. Because when we're at maintenance, we feel amazing, right? Yeah, that was the best. And it was great timing because it was summer. So I got to enjoy my summer at maintenance, which I felt great all summer. Yeah, you were living your best life eating 23 to 2400 calories most of the summer and then your body was ready Mm -hmm. so that's number two being patient i know it's hard but if if we are not trusting the process and being patient it's gonna be a long miserable journey and so far it doesn't even feel like you're in a nutrition program and that's what you said to me like i can't believe it's been 10 months it feels like i'm just living my life the only difference is you're tracking your food and i'm giving you comments yeah and like i don't feel burnt out like i would have generally even tracking food i would think after this long i would feel burnt out on it but it honestly doesn't even phase me anymore it's just like what i do yeah and this this leads perfectly into number 3 Having a good mindset, having a good relationship with food and exercise. And that's why you've been able to go at this so long is because even though you're tracking your food, you're not restricted. You can eat anything that you want. Obviously, healthier food most of the time is the goal, but it's really about a balancing act. And that's what nutrition is. In March, I actually had a new fat loss client. And at our second session, I asked, okay, what do you want to improve on this next week? And he goes, I need to be more intense. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you don't need to be more intense. The number one thing we have to do in order to achieve sustainable results is not more intense because intensity is short lived. (laughs) Katie, you've been on an assault bike at our gym, how long do you think you can sprint at full intensity on the assault bike? Very little. <laughs> like m- maybe 15 seconds max? Uh, yeah. And, and that's why a health journey or a body composition journey is a marathon, not a sprint. So when this client was like, Danny, I need to be more intense. I'm like, whoa, hold your horses. Because if we sprint, we're not going to make it. And this client had yo-yo dieted. For years and years and never got anywhere. That's like if we decided to run a marathon and we sprinted when the gun goes off. Well, we're going to keep starting over because we're never going to get anywhere because we're sprinting. And this whole thing is a marathon, not a sprint. If people want lasting results, whether it's health or body composition, we have to pivot away from an all or nothing mentality. We have to stop restricting ourselves. We have to give ourselves full permission to include all foods. Like I said, nutrition is a balancing act. You don't have to starve yourself or cut out all sugar or alcohol or pizza or baked goods. And that's what Pivot is all about, being able to achieve your goals while including your favorite foods. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about this. Like I said, I just feel like I'm living my life. I can, you know, have that piece of birthday cake or pizza slice when I want it but my mindset has definitely changed where I'm not gonna just overindulge on it I listen to my body and the hunger fullness cues and I really enjoy my food so if I want a burger like that was one of my non-negotiables was like I need to have burgers if I have a burger now it's the most savored thing and it just tastes so much better now even too without the guilt because oh no guilt yeah you don't have to 
feel guilty eating the burger with the bun. Like someone told me the other day, yeah, I can take off the bun if you want, Danny. I'm like, why? Yeah. Don't have a bunless burger. That's very sad. Very, very sad. Nobody needs to have a bunless burger. And you nailed it on the head. Like you can have your non-negotiables. You can have your favorite foods and you're not overindulging because all foods fit because you have full permission to include all foods. But if I told you, Katie, you can't have any burgers and you can't have any carbs, how would that go? It's terrible. Like, I know I've done restrictive diets in the past and they were always the worst, especially if you're doing it in your family's eating a cake or something (laughs) that you're not allowed to have. And you're just like, all you can think is about that piece of food that you want and you can't have. And it's so much guilt played in your head, too, if you want to give in or if you resist it. You're still thinking about that stupid cupcake or whatever it was that you wanted so badly and wouldn't let yourself have just because of some stupid diet you're on. It's just mind-blowing. So enjoying all that without having any guilt has been very freeing. Yeah, liberating, freeing. And that's the best part. Yes, people come to us mostly for body composition, sustainable fat loss, but they rave about their mindset. Mm -hmm. They rave about having peace of mind, food freedom, and it's such a good feeling. And the thing is, you don't have to be perfect. Like this person that said, Danny, I need to be more intense. I'm like, no, 100% is not what I want you to do. 80% or more gets the job done. In school, they might say get degrees, but when it comes to achieving health goals, body composition goals, we need at least 80% consistently to get to where we want to be, which leads to our final main point, which is consistency. This is why restrictive diets don't work. People cannot be consistent because they don't like to feel restricted. People want what they can't have. If everybody had a Lambo, no one would want one. The average fad diet has a lifespan of three weeks because after 21 days of restriction, people are over it. They want a cookie. They want a beer. We have so many clients that come to us after shake diets because they felt like it was unsustainable. They didn't want to drink shakes forever. They wanted to have a cupcake at the birthday party. They wanted to have margaritas and tacos when their girlfriends were like, hey, margarita night. That's what people want. People want to be able to enjoy their favorite fun foods, as I call them. Yeah, fun foods and just like being able to be social with your friends. A lot of things are geared around food and going out or eating out. So it's very nice to have all the knowledge you've given us to navigate that and be successful still with our goals. Exactly. And it's all about consistency, not perfection. Right. And consistency is probably the number one determinant of success in our program and in life in general, followed by trusting the process. Because if you don't trust the process, nothing's going to happen. But the clients that are pivot nutrition coaching success stories, you're just being very consistent. When we think back at our first three months, there's a lot more education, Mm -hmm. more pushing through those barriers of a little bit of that restrictive mindset from the past. But after those first few months, you have the foundation, which is the second phase of our program, building a foundation. Once you have the foundation down, there is not much for me to do except make sure that you're on the right path. Make sure that you're held accountable. Maybe some tweaks here and there to your macros, but 
it, it's you. You're just putting in the work and I'm just overseeing it. Yeah, it's great to have that accountability. Like I know if I have a meal that I know is going to be a little bit higher in the calories than I want it to be. I still put that in my tracking app and I'm like, I know Danny's going to see this, but it's okay. And I might even comment. I wouldn't change a thing. I'd still enjoy that meal because that's what I wanted at the time and I don't feel no guilt about it. So sometimes it's just nice to have you be there to check on me and make sure I'm not just giving up. Right, because you know that I'm going to see it, and there's no judgment. No. I'm not judging people that go over or under on their calories or have a burger and fries, because I'm doing those things, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's all 80-20. It's all about balance. But just having that accountability, just knowing that I'm going to check your averages, be like, hey, this was your protein average, this was your calorie average, this was your steps average, knowing that I'm going to do that calculation makes you... Be consistent because you know, because if there's a day that's totally off, I'm like, what happened here? I'm going to zoom into that day and be like, where did she go that day? Was she out of town? You know, what happened? So accountability is is really, really huge. Um, And, you know, speaking of accountability, your husband is also pivoting. Would you say that it's been extremely beneficial to have your spouse not only supporting you, but on a similar journey? You know, it's so crazy because you would think it was like, oh, that makes it like a thousand times easier. But honestly, we're on such different paths nutritionally, which is also the great thing about your program, the individuality of it. Um, we, I mean, our goals are so opposite that <laughs> it's like... It, well, it's kind of silly, yes. <laughs> yeah, but it, it does. It is nice to have that support. And even my daughter, too, like will be in on all these things Um <laughs> talking about protein and stuff an eight-year-old it's pretty cute but it has been nice to have the support and just kind of understanding of like right so it's you're kind of keeping each other accountable because you're both you're both tracking your food but you're right you're both on different journeys you went this way and he went this way but at the same time it's the same concepts it's the same values so you understand each other um and i think it's fun that it's different i i think yeah. i think you guys have a good time with that yeah it's a, it's fun to poke at each other about it and like <laughs> tease but it's also nice cuz uh we're kind of competitive about it as well <laughs> now we both agree that being consistent is the most important determinant to success. You can't just sign up for a program and expect to see results. You have to put in the work even on days you don't feel like it. I'm not saying you have to be 100% every day. There are some days where I might not hit my protein or I don't get my steps, but those days are rare. Katie, on average, over the last 10 months, how consistent would you say you've been on a scale of zero to 100, like a percentage? Yeah, like 80, 85. Yeah, I feel... There's definitely days I've even put this in my I know my evaluations when you send them just like, oh, I've, you know, haven't been in it this week as hard as, you know, I usually may have hit the gym or hit my goals with my macros. But you're very supportive to me and always just like, hey, you don't have to be perfect. It's a great reminder that even if I'm not hitting it every day, you're like, yeah, but look, you already went three times this week to the gym like that's that's a win like everything else is a bonus which is a great change to mindset from having to be like oh my gosh I need to do an intense workout every day of the week 
and <laughs> that's yeah. the only way I'm going to see results, but it's not. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of, you know, like when people say, oh, I don't have 60 minutes. Well, 20 minutes is better than no minutes. Yep. And everything else is a bonus. That's why we have kind of baseline goals where, okay, I, I need you to strength train at least twice a week or maybe it's at least three times. And yeah, last 10 months, your consistency on average, 85 percent. Well, Look where you are now. Your biofeedback is significantly better. You're stronger. You have more energy. You have all this knowledge. And even though we have, you know, six to seven months left to go, you're on the right path because you've been 85% consistent on average. Some weeks, maybe 95. Yeah. And some weeks, maybe 80. Yeah. But that's okay because we all have those weeks and we all have things that come up like going on a trip, you know, yes. to visit friends and eating out like. Christmas is around the corner, the holidays, that's going to pose a few more challenges, but you have a good relationship with food, you have a good foundation. So how worried do you feel about the upcoming holidays when it comes to being consistent? Oh my gosh, like previous years, it would just be like, oh God, here it comes again. It's a write-off. It's like, oh, it's going to be so bad. But this year, I honestly feel so prepared for it that it's not even on my mind. Like, I don't even think about it. It's not a worry at all, which is a great relief as well. Yeah, going into the holidays, which is often something people worry about. They're excited, but they're like, well, you know, I'll, I'll get back on track January 2nd because <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving to Christmas, it's not going to be good or it's going to be bad. That's where having a good relationship with food it is so huge. It's going into the holidays like I can have a Christmas cookie. I don't eat 10. Yeah, I can have one. It's fine. And if I overindulge a little bit, I get back on track the next day. We don't need to wait until January 2nd to get back on track after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's always the starting your next meal or your next snack is going to be something. I have a treat. That next snack is going to include something protein or, you know, uh, produce just to make that balance. The other thing that's been super helpful is those averages because it was almost shocking to me at first. I would think I'd had such a horrible week or two weeks whenever we'd meet up. And then you would tell me my averages and they would be like spot, spot on. on. <laughs> Every time you almost said it. Almost spot on, like to the number. <laughs> I was like, you're lying. Like I just didn't believe it because – it just you are so hard on yourself all the time about hitting your goals every single day and being perfect. And it took me a while to realize that. But once I did, it is it's just so it's it's just such a good feeling to be like, yeah, I can still enjoy everything that I want to and meet my goals even more because yeah. <laughs> you started at 1400 calories and then you were again eating above 2000 calories for most of this process so far. Yeah, yeah, it's been 2000 is way better than 1400. Oh, so great. I I don't even know how people do it to be honest. Yeah, this cut now at like 1800 is like, oh, this is sad. <laughs> right, 1800 calories is sad where which makes 1200 break my break my heart. Yeah, absolutely. I would be miserable. We just listed the four things that our most successful clients have in common. The last one being consistency, which is really the key to any type of success. What I want to do now is list out the four to five things that you're doing consistently to get you closer to your outcome goal. What would you say your the number one thing is that you're doing consistently to get you to where you want to be? Definitely tracking uh, my macros and hitting the protein goal for sure. 
when we first started, my protein was very low. Like most people. Yeah. And it, which is crazy because I knew, like, I know I should eat more protein, but I just wasn't because I wasn't aware of what I was eating. But yeah, tracking everything has been super helpful and I can plan my day around it. Or if something unexpected comes up, I can fit it in there because of that, because I know what I need to reach and, and get for. And the key to tracking macros is to do it consistently. <laughs> yeah. And I tell my clients this all the time, tracking macros is a tool, but it doesn't work if you're not doing it honestly and consistently. Like if you're tracking half days or if you're taking the weekends off, Skip, what's the point? Yeah, skipping the meals that we don't want you to see. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's not helpful for anyone. And so tracking is not enough. It has to be consistent. It has to be. Yeah. And just being true about it as well. You having the more calories too gave me that freedom of being more honest with my tracking. I would previously track and be like, oh, I'm not adding anything else to this restaurant meal. But like now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to add, add some the butter. butter. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Let's be honest. This is in there. So it's it's been really great having that tool. Yeah. And it's not for everyone. Some of our clients don't track. And they still see great results. But when it comes to body composition, it's extremely helpful because, yes, you can achieve your health goals by just portioning your food and having more fruits and vegetables. But if your goal is body comp to have that athletic body composition that you want, tracking is definitely recommended. It's not for everybody. But once you get the hang of it, once you get in the groove, you almost don't think about it. You can copy paste your meals, yeah. which is very helpful. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to track, you got to do it consistently. Otherwise, it's pointless because yeah. we can't use data that's half half there. Yeah, the averages are key for me. So that's number one. Uh, what would you say is number two? So something else that you're doing consistently that's helping you be successful? Definitely strength training. Um, I did come in initially with my hip injury and I was really worried about um, being able to keep up my strength. So I knew like I had been doing some strength before. I've definitely started doing more like weights um, and lifting. Even Anthony is always like, Katie, you're so consistent. <laughs> yes, you are the yeah. queen of consistency, which <laughs> yep. is why we're having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hitting the gym, you know, doing weight lifting at least three to four times a week, if not more has been a big change. Yeah. And I mentioned this on an an earlier podcast episode where I really emphasize strength training. And Katie, would you say that you've gotten bulky with all your strength training? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe your husband. My, yeah, that's his goal. That's his thing. That's why we're on completely different paths. Right. He's bulking. <laughs> yep. And but you've been lifting heavy things. You're rowing, you know, 45-pound dumbbells, maybe, yeah. if not more. But yeah. we're not bulking. No. Even though we joke about it. We say, <laughs> we were bulking during our reverse diets, but, yeah. but we weren't actually bulking. No, definitely not. But I do feel, you know, strong and healthy. So You did your first pull-up. I, oh my God, Danny. I'm so glad I remembered. Yes. <laughs> It's been like a goal my entire life, I swear. Remember those like grade school, like presidential tests and I could never do a pull up my entire life. And I was like, you know what? This should be a goal. So I said, by my next birthday, I'm going to do a pull up. And Kyle, that was yeah. three weeks ago. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and Kyle graciously kind of gave me a good plan to like follow to reach that goal. And 
just kind of encouraged me. And So you've been wanting to do a pull-up your entire life. How old are you now? <laughs> 37. You're 37 and you did your first pull-up. First pull-up. And yeah, it was like, the best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's those it's those little things that you've just always wanted to achieve and I think for women a pull-up is one of them. Yeah. I never in my life thought it would We still ever need be that possible. video. I know. We'll we'll try and get it. I know. We'll get I the video do, soon. Got to do more. But So number 2 strength training, you did a pull-up. I'm so fired up about it when yep. you put that on your form as your win. <laughs> I like started screaming. I'm like, yes. And Shane's like, what's happening? I'm like, Katie did a pull up. Yes. Not everybody was excited as you, but I was super excited. And that's the thing. I got, I, I am your number one cheerleader. Yeah. And these are the things that, you know, I kind of freak out about um, because it is it is a huge win. I remember in college hockey, I think I could only do like one or two at fitness testing. And this is for D1 athletics. Yeah. But then. When you work on something and it's uncomfortable, right? Getting there yeah. is just so annoying. You know, you're doing it with the bands and yeah. all the things. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to do one. But you just keep going. Yep. You, you know, you do the uncomfortable things. And then, bam, yep. you did a pull-up. I did all the pull-ups. Here we are. <laughs> so that's number two, strength training. Number three, what would be another thing that you're doing consistently that's helping you be successful? Um, definitely now, especially in our cut, um, doing steps and making sure I'm moving. I'm a mom, so I think a lot of people can relate to that. You're kind of always on the move. <laughs> so I've always been kind of doing things all the time, but having that step goal has kind of really kept me accountable of like, okay, it's the end of the day and I want to just kind of lay on the couch and veg out and I'll be like, I could probably use a couple oh, thousand. Oh, only at seven thousand, yeah. I better do something. Yeah, so take the dog for a longer walk, or go, you know, just do anything, or check with our friends that have the steps. To right, get to. Uh, <laughs> some of your friends have very similar goals, so yep. it's like let's all do it together. Yep. So yeah, definitely moving and doing those steps. It's amazing. It's such a small thing. You think even like on a lunch break or you have a fifteen-minute break, just. Go get a few steps or like after eating. It's the uh, best feeling to walk after oh, meals. Yeah. It's my body craves it now. Yeah. It's one of my new habits. And I swear after I eat, if I don't go for a walk, it's like my brain hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's it's such a crazy thing and it's so small and a simple little thing to do. I mean, you could even do it with your family, like make it a little habit, you know, after dinner. OK, let's go for a family walk around the block. It doesn't yeah. have to be a one hour thing. It, exactly. It's even just, just five to ten minutes. And it's and that's why you feel better is because walking after meals helps balance out blood sugars. And that's why I think I have this like weird kind of <laughs> head feeling like I need to go for a walk. And I'm like, OK, now I feel better. Yeah. And obviously it's getting more challenging with it being darker earlier and colder and winter is coming and yes. everyone's like, Danny, what are we going to do about our steps? I said, we're all going to get treadmills. <laughs> treadmills, walk around the track together. Yep. Pace around the house is what me and my husband tend to do. <laughs> yeah, I got my desk treadmill. Review coming soon. Yeah. I keep postponing it because yep. my office is a little bit messy. <laughs> I'm waiting patiently for that. Yeah. So steps. And again, you're in a fat loss phase. You're in your cut. And I didn't say, go do all this crazy intense cardio. I said, no. Hit this many steps. Yeah, which is great, especially with an injury, too. It, right. It, it's hard for me some days to even do the 10,000. So even having alternatives that you've given me to still get my movement in 
and and keep that goal. Right. Movement is movement. Yep. If you can't walk, bike, elliptical, swim. Yep. Move your body. <laughs> I think there's one more that you listed. So what's what would you say is the last thing that you're doing consistently helping you be successful? Definitely planning ahead, like meals, snacks, meal prep has been really helpful, especially we're busy, you know, the kids, you're running them around, you need dinner on the table, but you're running somewhere, your spouse is somewhere else, and you're not eating at the same time, perhaps, but you still want to have a nutritious meal um, for lunch or dinner. So each week, just having like a game plan, we're going to make this this week, and that's what we'll eat. And Knowing that we have that in the fridge, like ready to go is so portioned out. Yeah. It's just you're like, oh, I'm running late. I need to eat. Oh, there's a pre-portioned meal. Yeah. And it's just so great. You feel so much better than eating like even just like having like a protein bar running out the door. Sometimes you're just unsatisfied. Kind of like when you're traveling and all you can have is like almonds and protein bars. And you're just like, I just want real food. I want (laughs) like meat and vegetables and potatoes. Yes. So having those like ready and and even the like, just having vegetables and fruits like always available, pre-cut, yeah, just ready to go. Because otherwise, they just sit there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Especially with a kid too. The, the kids don't want to sit there and wash the. Fruit. They're not going to wash no. the grapes, but as soon as you wash them and they're on the table, they they're eat gone. Them all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. And would you say because you're tracking macros and you have this pretty high protein goal, would you say that? One of the reasons that you can hit your protein goals is because you're meal prepping. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so much easier when you have all the and, – and the produce, too. Just planning to have your protein and your produce together, it's it's easy to – it's actually hard to not go too high on my protein some days. Right. Sometimes I'm like, yo, <laughs> why are we at 180 protein yeah. today? <laughs> too much protein prep. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. When – Poor planning leads to poor choices. So when we plan, we can actually achieve our our macro goals or just having a balanced meal. I know that when we come back from maybe a weekend away and I can't do that meal prep Sunday, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? How am I going to hit my protein goals? Okay, I got to go buy cottage cheese (laughs) and some fruit and some crackers and that's going to be my temporary lunch tomorrow, but I have to meal prep. Like if I don't plan ahead and meal prep, it is a struggle and it is a very weird end of the day when it's not planned out because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm 50 grams short on protein. And that only happens if we're not planning ahead. Yeah. So stressful to be like hungry and trying to figure out what to eat. It's just you're not in a good headspace to be planning. There's nothing more magical than having like a 20 minute break and being like, this is my opportunity to eat. And you're like, oh, yeah, my meal prep. And you just like <laughs> microwave it for two minutes. And it's like, thank goodness. Yeah. And it's I always, always delicious. Yeah. Whenever I have like an eight minute break between calls, I'm like, if I didn't have meal prep, mm-hmm. I would be living on yogurt and cottage cheese probably. Yep. yep. <laughs> and that's not very fun. I'd rather save those no. for snacks. In summary, our most successful clients are not the most intense or the most perfect. They don't do excess amounts of cardio or avoid carbs. Our most successful clients trust the process, they are patient, they have a healthy relationship with food, and they are consistently putting in the work. If you're struggling to see results, I hope that this episode created awareness and helped you determine what you need to be successful. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at DannyVRD or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.